The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. WTBR, that's the last time I work with somebody with a speech impediment. Hey, what do you do when you get two guys behind a pane of glass six minutes late for their show? That's right. It's time again for Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin and Zook right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. Give us a call right now, 413-445-5943 for a cold Tuesday afternoon morning. Does that make sense? In the Berkshires, let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Ozzy Osbourne. No tears in here, but, you know, we're men. No Good deal. morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Berkshire Sports Now, right here with Cronin and Zuck on 89.7 FM WTBR. I thought that Ozzy Osbourne song would never end. Who's programming a five-minute song before the top of the hour? Come on, where's the guilty party here? What's going on, Sean? How are you? Eh, it's only seven minutes late, you know. It's no only 13 deal. degrees. We only Come got on. an hour a week. It's okay, exactly. You know? It's fine, you know. We'll hit up. We'll hit up all the commercial breaks. So uh, I like to use the term "hot garbage." That kind of sums that <laughs> one up, you know. Just like the Patriots' offense, hot garbage. I mean, you couldn't put up like something like Tube Snake Boogie. I remember when I was doing radio, really, really young. I was like 18 years old, and I started doing shows. And like before the top of the hour, there was Paul Harvey, and so we'd fit songs like really quick, like almost Saturday night, you know, like uh, and uh, you know the uh, I think it was the probably the the John Fogerty version or the uh, actually it was it was well, the other version actually. So um, what about Cotton Eye Joe? What was it? Well, I've lived cotton on oh, you. Right. I've been married a long time quick, ago. You know? Where did yeah, you come da- from? Where did you go? That, that right. was like a two-minute song. Right. It, was, you know? yeah, it, was the, it was the Dave Edmonds version I used to play. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> or Tube Snake Boogie was always good for that. I'm trying to think of other ones. But yeah, that's right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, t- nine minutes after oh, 10 o'clock man. this morning. 413-445-5943. Number two call here on WTBR-FM here in Pittsfield. So uh, I guess we ought to start out with the crazy National Football League. We'll start out with your Patriots. So go ahead and talk about I said to you this morning that the Patriots are the AFC version of the Giants. It's like, <laughs> except they are actually competitive this week. The Giants, forget it. Well, we'll talk about that after. But go ahead if you want to say something about the well, Pats. Well, you know, Mac uh, had a decent game. Uh, uh, he really didn't, though. Uh, I mean, he did throw a nice touchdown pass, uh, <laughs> I, but it wasn't a touchdown. Thanks, it Bill. Should have been, but uh, Hunter Henry had a nice catch. But uh, no, the Patriots' offense is exhilarating to watch. Is it's it? just, it's really just, it's frustrating. I mean. I mean, is it Mac Jones or Daniel Jones? Because I think I think they're both equally terrible. Uh, Patriots defense. I mean, they sat Colt McCoy. Yeah, but six at least the Patriots have an offensive line. And Daniel Jones running Patriots for his life. For have, the line the Patriots time. do not have an offensive line. Mac Jones is scared out of his mind. The yeah. second he drops back, he's he's already starting to tuck and protect the ball. They have no offensive line. And when you have a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays, Matt Patricia, who I have no idea why he's even a member of the coaching staff, it's really bad. And, you know, they, uh, Joe Judge, how incredible was he with Daniel Jones? He wasn't. No. And he's the quarterback's coach? What, <laughs> what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, Belichick's arrogance and ignorance is really starting to polarize this football team. It's really... I mean, yeah, they won by two touchdowns last night, but the defense scored one. You know, Mac Jones, uh, yet again, did not throw a touchdown pass last night. He had more interceptions than touchdown pass. He threw a pick. Uh, He has regressed terribly, and I think that's a product of Matt Patricia. He misses... You know, for, for every for everything that uh, Josh McDaniels well, gets, say, gets crap for, Daniels. McDaniels actually knew how to call plays. He knew how to run an offensive scheme. But don't you think more? It's more about execution and play calling sometimes. Now I know the red zone, you know, stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of issues like with the Chargers the other night with red zone and a lot of other teams. But don't you think it's more or less execution and play calling sometimes? Yes, but at the same time, 
I thought that Mac Jones had a really good rookie season last year. They talk about the sophomore slump that right, happens, right, right. but he is nowhere near the, the guy that he was last year. And look at what Jalen Hurts is doing in Philly. I know. It's, it's amazing. It really is. I mean, it's just he's become so much better, and I, I was shocked, you know. It was my preseason that, pick, man. I know it was. You said that right there. I remember when you said about the Phillies, uh, the Phillies, about the Eagles, you know, winning that division. I said Dallas would win the division. I didn't think the Eagles were going to be as good. I didn't think Hurts was going to be as good. So here's Hurts. It's, okay, Hurts 21 of 31 for 217 yards and two touchdowns. But here's the, here's the real deal. Sanders, 17 rushes, 144 yards, 8.5, and two touchdowns. The Giants, for the first time, for the first time this season, I questioned their coaching. I questioned everything about that game. They were horrendous. I mean, the defense couldn't get off the field for the first two drives. And 80 and 90, what was it, 80 yards and 92 yards, right? Both drives. I mean, the, the Eagles were driving down the field. It was like six minutes left in the first quarter. I'm like, I'm like the Giants had the ball for like three plays. And, and, and let's be honest. I mean, you know, you talked about Daniel Jones and so forth. That line is so bad. He has never got time to throw. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. I'm not saying his instincts are great. Why, my biggest problem with him is he telegraphs. But I, a Kafka's game plan, it's like they put kid gloves on this guy so much. He's a 50-year quarterback. Let him throw down the field once in a while. Stop with these two-yard, three-yard. You know, and, and, of course, Barkley didn't play Harley because he's got some other issue now. And, he's, and he, you know, he didn't run. So I said for weeks that Gary Brightwell should be running. And look at all the times that Brightwell could have been running against Washington and picking up two, three, four, five yards straight ahead between the tackle type runner. I mean, it's like I heard this repeated on the radio the other night. In fact, uh, actually it was during the Giants pregame show. Paul Patino, who does the reports for the Giants, said, you know, give the ball to a guy like Brightwell. He's straight ahead around the tackles, through the tackles, you know, downhill runner. And, of course, Brightwell got the ball to begin the game. You know, for the Giants, he gets like, you know, 12 yards up the middle and stuff. But they just stopped running the ball because they were behind 21 points. By 21 nothing. that was it. The muff punt. What a, you was know, a disaster. As a Giants fan, what a <sighs> disastrous last two weeks. I mean, you, you lose the game, or not lose the game, you tie the game in overtime against the, the, as you call them, and my father calls them the Commodores, yeah. the Commanders. What are you doing, right? And then and then you get blown out. But what are you, you doing? Know, awful. It's just an awful couple weeks if you're a Giants but fan. But you saw what the Giants, we saw what the Giants truly are, a team with a very lack of, you know, lackluster talent. And I'm, I'm telling you, honestly, they turned over this roster, like, with 20 players, and they're going to turn over it again next year because we don't know. I mean, this, there's not a whole lot of talent. First of all, you miss a Dory Jackson. You miss your best, your best corner. You, you miss your best safety in McKinney with that stupid incident in, 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 in Cabo. And, and right now, you know, I don't know if they can beat Washington on the road. I don't know if they can make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win another game this year. They might lose to the Colts. What do you the way do? they stopped the run, it's ridiculous. The Eagles had... Like 253 yards on, on, on the ground. You know, you talk about uh, Daniel Jones. Ridiculous. Like, here, here's the thing, though. Yep. What is a better option next year, quarterback, than Dan? I mean, like, you want to really know? You there's, 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 there's no I'll tell you what, good quarterback Tyrod out there. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod there's, Taylor, there's who, your option, okay? who finds a way to get punctured lungs in San Diego. I know, you know, I know. He finds a way to get hurt. It's not his fault. It's just he gets hurt every year. Philly had 437 total yards in this game, just to show you how lousy the Giants' defense is. And this is the worst play. The killer play, fourth down and seven, right? So Coach Sariani decides to go for it in Philly, right? He says, okay, we're kind of in no man's land. Let's go for it on fourth and seven. And then next play is a touchdown pass and what the hell Julian loves doing trying to catch the ball makes a terrible play on the sa- on, on the uh, on the safety play right there I mean he, he's right there I mean the defense is properly called wink called the proper defense on that play he's going to try to catch the ball it's fourth down knock the ball down what are you trying to catch it for <laughs> goes right through his arms right into the hands of was it Smith or Brown Smith I think those two guys are really good together by the way and I and, I, and you asked me a question before about why the Titans uh, traded Brown I have no idea I have no stupidest, clue. Stupidest this is the thing stupidest I've ever thing seen. because they've, the Titans aren't the same. They lose to Jacksonville at home, which is shocking to me. You already have an incompetent quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Why do you get rid of your best receiver? I, it just, I just don't know. It, it made no sense. You know why? Probably they didn't want to pay him. They, I don't know if he's coming. Is he coming up for free agency next year with Philly? I, I don't know. That I don't know. I'm not but. sure. I can't remember if they signed him to a contract or what. But it's just, I mean, the Giants were ridiculous. I mean, and then it's 21 nothing, And then they finally score a touchdown, right? It's 21-7. You're feeling good. Okay, they're back in the ballgame maybe a little bit. So the ensuing kickoff, they give up a 66-yard return. And then Philly's bouncing in, and they get a field goal. And the next thing you know, I mean, it's like a blowout. So, and then, and then it gets to 27-14. You're feeling good. And then the Giants give up another long you know, a kickoff return. Their special teams are absolutely putrid. I mean, really bad all year. They can't return kicks. They can't return punts. They can't defend punts. They can't you know, defend kicks. 
It's been a, it's been a disaster. Barkley, nine rushes for 28 yards, so he wasn't playing much. He turned back into a pumpkin, uh, huh? He's, you know what drives me crazy? He'll he'll run for 22 yards, right, and, and go outside and give you a big run. And then when it's second and down and three, or it's third down and two, he gets hit. Bang, he's down. He can't. He's a horrible, and I mean horrible, short yardage runner. Terrible. He really is. He, he tries to dance all the time. So I don't know. He's going to be franchised. There's no doubt about it because the Giants are not going to let him go for nothing. So they're going to probably franchise him, and they're going to sign Jones. And the thing about Jones is he's running for his life. That line still stinks. I'm sorry. The Giant offensive line is garbage. They sacked him, what, six times? Yeah, seven, no, seven sacks yesterday. Okay? So here's, here's the Jones. 18 of 27 for 169 yards. 18. She threw 27 passes. They're only, you know, come out to be 169 yards. What are they doing? Let this kid try to throw. And the other thing, too, is stop dropping him back seven, eight yards. Let him throw slants. I saw a couple of slants to Slayton. Quick drops. Why? I, this is what I don't understand about offensive coordinators. Why don't you have plays that are quick plays, two-step drops? Why don't people take looks at films of guys like Tom Brady, Dan Fouts, those type of guys took two-step drops and threw the ball. That's it, you know? And, and like that's, a 2.3 second, uh, the second they get, get the snap, the they ball. get rid of the ball. Exactly. Just, I mean, it's ridiculous. Daniel Jones is dropping back. I'm like, here he goes. He's going to collapse again. I mean, it's not his fault. The line is hard. Evan Neal was terrible. I know Evan Neal was a first-round pick, and I know he played guard and tackle at Alabama. But he's been, you know, he just came back off an injury. Thomason's been really good, but their their line stinks. It stinks, and it stinks every year. So there's no you can't evaluate this guy. You haven't put any weapons around him, okay? So I believe that he's a very good long passer. I believe that he's more like Eli. He's a good deep ball thrower, but you don't have anybody to throw the ball deep to. So I guess you sign him for a few years next year, and then you add some pieces to it. You know, add some receivers, add some players, and then put some people around him. We'll see what happens. You know, I, I have to ask you the weekly, as Jalen as in Jalen Hurts. I have to ask you the weekly question. Yeah, how many touchdown passes has Kenny Galladay caught this year? Zero. So passes. he's still at zero. How about touchdowns? How about passes? That's what I meant. How many touchdown passes has he, was he caught? Hurt. He was hurt again this week. Oh, 70, gee, well, 72, 72 million dollars for zero touchdowns. I mean. Can we can we get to the San Francisco 49ers for a second? Of course. Well, we're going to go over all the, to, the game. To, the to use a Larry David. Oh, the Purdy guy. Uh, he uh, is he's pretty pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, not bad. And you know his 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 parents were there. They bought tickets weeks ago because yeah, they wanted that. to see Brady, and they were there, and that was pretty cool. That team is going to be legit. Well, I mean, they're the, to me, they're the only team besides Dallas that could beat Philadelphia. Because of their defense, it's their defense is stupid. And yeah, you know, did you see Debo Samuel's hit? Yes, I did. I, I, mean, watched, I was watching the game. Yeah. Thankfully, it's just a high ankle sprain. I know. He's going to be okay. But yeah. Jerry Rice came out and said, "Why do these guys keep sending these guys up the middle?" You know, it happened to Jimmy G. Yep. Happened to Samuel. Yep. Happened to uh, Lance. Right. You know, like when you're talking about offensive coordinators. They're a bunch of dinks. <laughs> they really are. They're just a bunch of clowns <laughs> calling these plays. You know, and Jerry Rice comes out. Why do you keep sending these guys up the middle? Because they're just constantly getting smashed. You know, and and I I uh, criticize coordinators and running backs when they go left to right sometimes. But at the same time, it keeps guys on their feet, keeps guys in their cleats, keeps guys from getting taken off the field on a right, stretcher. Right. You know, so. I saw him go off the stretcher, and I thought, oh, man, because I thought it was his knee at first because I was watching the game, and I'm like, oh, man, it might look like a hyperextension or an MCL. I was it was like, brutal to watch. Yeah, oh, yeah it was, that was, I thought it was his knee for sure, but it t- turns out it was an ankle, and, yeah, I heard last night he's going to be okay, but that's a, that would have been a big loss for San Francisco. I think, you know, when they run the football with he, he and McCaffrey, and they play defense, I mean, they can beat anybody, honestly, and if they get good quarterback play like they're getting right now, they always threat to the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles have had, you know, their schedule has been okay. I mean, they've played a lot of bad teams this season, too. And obviously, they beat Dallas. They beat Minnesota. And Minnesota, too, is, is a mystery. They're a mystery, the Minnesota Vikings. And Detroit right now is 6-7. and seven. They play the Jets this week. That's going to be an interesting game because, obviously, the Jets' defense is, you know, pretty good. But uh, they've been scoring a lot of points, the Lions. And they're playing with a lot of confidence. And Jared Goff all of a sudden figured out how to throw well, a football. Well, yeah, he's doing fine. To his know? own team. <laughs> So let's turn to the Jets yesterday. Okay, so this is what I don't understand about the Jets. Their ineptitude in the red zone is just, I mean, they could have beaten Buffalo. White throws for 268 yards, 27 to 44. Okay, bam, this guy, this guy, they got bam night, right? Where did he come from? I mean, I believe he comes from, I believe he's from North Carolina, never drafted, seven rushes for 71 yards. So Wilson, six for 78 catching. 
But they had so many opportunities, and they just cannot get into the end zone. I mean, Allen only threw for 147 yards yesterday. So the Jets, 309 total yards, the Bills 232, okay? 233 yards in the air, the Bills 130. The Jets only, this was a big key, Jets only rushed for 76 yards yesterday. So White had to throw 44 times. See, if you have to throw 44 times to me, you're not going to win. It's no balance there. So I don't, like, I don't know why the Jets don't run the ball more. I'm, not, I'm really not crazy about LaFleur. You know, his, I can't stand his brother in Green Bay. And he, this guy's worse. But I, I've really criticized LaFleur and his red zone offensive play calling because um, they just can't get in. I mean, they, they basically did a good job in Buffalo gaining yards. They should have beaten Minnesota. They should have beaten both of these teams. They outgained them. I mean, time of possession. The Jets had the ball for 34 minutes in this game. And, and again, here's, here's, here's the problem for me. The Bills, you know, the Bills were 2 for 13 on third downs. And the Jets were 8 for 17, yet they still can't score. I mean, what's the answer? I mean, what, is, what are they going to do? Because it's not like they're playing bad football. And they have one of the best defenses in the league. But they can't, the offense cannot get their thing together in the red zone. They move the ball up and down. They did the same thing in Minnesota, too. Yet, yet again, another clown uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah, and the other Seems thing, too. Seems to be a trend in the know, NFL. Know, yeah, and I don't know if you agree with this or disagree with this, but, I mean, obviously we're down 11 points, and Salah decides that he's going to kick the field goal instead of go for the touchdown. To me, it's either, I mean, you have a situation where, to me, you're, what was it, on the 11th yard line? You have a situation, to me, where I would go on for the touchdown, and then it's easier to me to go after the field goal. To me, you score the touchdown, you go for the two-pointer. Then you try an onside kick, because it's easier if you win the onside kick to get a field goal, because they would have the ball back with about, I don't know, about 44 seconds left in the game, and then try to get a touchdown. So that may, I didn't like that decision by Sala. So to me, the Jets, you know... I don't know. They're a really good team. Do they make the playoffs? Do they beat Detroit Sunday? You think they're beating Detroit? I was going to ask you what your confidence level in Salah is, and you just kind of uh, relate it without even. It's not me so much Salah. It's, it's not so much Salah. It's 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 their execution in the red zone. It's it's the play. It's it's really you know we talk about play calling and execution and so forth. Some of it's execution, but it's also some of the decisions by Lafleur that are ridiculous. I mean, they outgain them. Totally outgain them. So the Jets get Detroit at home. I'm looking at the paper. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the only advantage they have because Detroit's on fire. I, I could see Detroit running the table. I just think that Dan Campbell I watched Hard Knocks and he he it just <laughs> I like I think the Jets will win on Sunday too. Well Campbell convinced me that they're a Super Bowl team. They're not, obviously, but he just he's got the fire that everybody wants to play for him. Everybody wants yeah. to basically run through a brick wall, as they right, say right. for Dan Campbell. Yeah. But you know, we'll see how Mike White's health is. I mean he he cracks some ribs. It was unbelievable that he was able to I come know, back out and play. Be- he takes a beating. I mean, the guy's tough. Let's be honest. He's a tough guy. When they showed that hit, though, when he's going back on his back, he's just cringing, going, ah. I mean, and then Flacco comes in. Flacco looked like he wanted to just be asleep in a recliner, like in a leather recliner, just with a blanket over himself watching the game. He looked like he had no interest in being there. you know. And then he comes out, and he was uninspiring for a couple plays. And Mike White. I give the guy credit. His resilience yeah, no, is unbelievable. I mean, been, he's great. He's been good enough to win. I mean, I mean, they ran they ran seventy three plays, and the Bills ran fifty four plays. And get Zach. So Wilson. I mean, they had possession time, play time. <laughs> they, Don't ever let Zach Wilson ever on either of our TV screens ever again. He's <laughs> awful. Mike White actually looks like he wants to be there, and they kind of. They love him. I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. they were wearing Mike White T-shirts on their flight. That, last well, that, week. that's ridiculous. I mean, that, why do you make the kid feel bad like that? That's ridiculous. Wilson, I mean, yeah, why, why do Be, that to the kid? That's he, ridiculous. He kind of at his press conference kind of threw their team under the bus. That, but you know? that's, but that, I understand that. Well, I, I understand. I mean, he really, you know, they asked him, you know, about. Did you let the defense down? down no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. No, I know. He should have. Like, kind of a, he's a 22 year old kid. Kind of but a you, crappy move on his part. I mean, well, of course it was, but he's 22 years old. Okay, and, and, and the, the idea of the, doing that to him was just ridiculous. So four one three four four five five nine four three right here on WTBR Sports Talk with Cronin and Zucker ten twenty five. Um, yeah, the Jets, Detroit. I like the Jets to rebound. I think the Jets will play good defense. The Jets defense is excellent. And the thing is, the offense of moving the ball. The offense has moved the ball the last two weeks against Minnesota and against Buffalo. Now, I know the weather was lousy, but again, the weather being lousy here. Okay, so here's my question. The Lions are favored by one point, by the way. Are I'm you kidding at, me? At, no, they're oh, there's no way. one point wow. favorites. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. I got the odds right wow. here in the paper. Yeah. I, I believe you. I'm just saying. But here's the, here's the thing. You, 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 ran, you ran the ball, okay, for only 76 yards. And that's my issue. It's like bad weather. It's cold weather. You ran the ball 76 yards. You tried to throw, but you did throw for 233 yards. And so, I mean, again, I just, 
uh, it comes down to me the red zone uh, situations with the Jets because if the, if the Jets have enough personal. They have as good a personal as anybody in pro, pro football right now. The question is the quarterback, but the quarterbacks played really well. Okay. By the way, twenty-seven I, I, to forty-four is not great, but it's still in bad weather, you know. So I, I made a mistake. By the way, yeah. I, I said Jerry Jones. I meant Jerry Rice made the comment about the guys going up the middle. My, oh, Jerry, I, I yeah, got corrected yeah. on that. Jerry My father, Jones, thank big you. difference. Between I Jerry said Jones Jerry and Jones. Jerry yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. So I had, uh, to, I had to make that correction. So okay. Good morning on eighty-nine point seven FM uh, WTBR with Cronin's. Uh, good morning. Hello, you guys. Are- Pretty, pretty, pretty good today. <laughs> good morning. Well, good morning. And uh, how are you two gentlemen today? I'm okay, Mikey. How you doing, brother? It's freezing cold. It's 13 degrees up here. I'm scraping, yeah. I'm scraping dew. I'm scraping ice off my windshield. I had to morning. go to an appointment at 8 o'clock this morning for my father. It was uh, the, the temperature gauge on my truck said it was 5 outside. So it's warmed up to a nice, nice, uh, brisk 13 degrees. That's right. There you go. We're, we're standing at 35 here at the beach, which is really cold for us. <laughs> <That's> uh, <beach. laughs> you wearing a pair of shorts, Mike. You're probably wearing shorts knowing you. No, so. I, I do all year round. I know. Kind of funny. I'm not alone. <laughs> do, you, do, do you wear, like, uh, when it gets this cold, do you wear, like, uh, the socks that come up to your knees? No, I haven't gotten that uh, to that part of my life yet, but I see that. <laughs> so you won the pool, man. You, the, the game decided last night. I thought the Cardinals, with all the injuries to the Patriots, would actually come out with a victory. So so you won this week. So good job. Yeah, my uh, my picks on uh, uh, FanDuel were, were spot on for the most part. Yeah, I know. And, well, uh, yeah, that was cool. We talked about unders and overs and stuff like that, yeah. Which so. is a bunch of crap that you still can't uh, bet on sports in Massachusetts. Still can't use FanDuel, which is which is dumb. Please, you get you get you get pulled over for jaywalking in in, in Pittsville. I'm playing with uh, house money right now, which is fun, so I don't have to sweat it. But I'm even voting on or uh, picking uh, soccer games now. That's how much fun I'm. Morocco Mole, let's go Morocco. How about our USA men's uh, soccer team? There aren't they just brilliant? Garbage. They did okay. Come on, they did fine. But they scored one goal in three games. Come well, that's on. what that's soccer. You get one goal in three games. That's what it is. <laughs> but they're terrible. Terrible. Yet again, nil, they were terrible. Nil <laughs> nil. Nil nil. A lot of scoring in soccer. It's like, hey, call me in twenty minutes when the game's going on. Okay, when there's somebody's got scores a goal. Yeah. But uh, so I wanted to shift the conversation real briefly to the uh, hot stove winter meeting. Oh yeah. Baseball. Let's heat that stove up. Yes. Boy. Here we go. Oh yeah, yeah. Lots well, of well, yeah. right, right. Well, we last week leak on the show. Judge hadn't signed yet too either. Right now, we got tons of signings. So yeah, go ahead. And man. how about those Red Sox? Oh yeah. Well, that was my bone of contention. I I thought okay, so we lost Xander, and I looked at what they got. I mean, they're they're working on the bullpen, but now they got to figure out okay, do we keep do we keep uh, Kiki in the outfield? Do we need him in the infield now? Um, I mean, they have story. I mean, there's some pieces they can move around, but. The signing of the Japanese outfielder, I'm still scratching my head on that one. Masatanaka Yoshida. They give the guy $95 million with a $20 million signing bonus, and he's never seen a pitch in the major leagues. So I agree with you. I'm scratching my head on that one, too. Scares me. Every time they get a, 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 a player from Japan, you know, you, you don't have great odds of that person going on and being great. I mean, uh, Matsui was probably one of the uh, – Exceptions with the Yankees, but uh, I was gonna I was gonna bring him over. So you got to hope he's he's half as good as Matsui. I was gonna say that. So yep. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not confident. So I like the Martin. I like the Martin signing. The Kenley Jansen signing. I'm a little skeptical about. He hasn't been good in in a couple years. He did strike out 85 guys in 64 innings last year, but he's also lost his fastball velocity, so he's mainly cutter, 92 miles an hour, and he likes to live up in the zone, so that makes me nervous, especially at Fenway. Yep, well, that's that's the thing. I, I, I was scratching my head on that one, and, and you know, I, I'm thinking they're probably in the basement again this year, and I think the Orioles, I mean, they haven't done anything really either. Yeah, they you might s- move up. Kyle Gibson. <laughs> what did you say last night about a rumor about Rodan going to the Orioles or something? Well, there's been some talk that they're in the they're in the uh, – in the mix, okay. but I don't know how there because I don't. They're still going with the youth movement and what they've got now, and I'm like, well, last year may have been a fluke. You may want to, you know, pay a big contract for a Radon or, or somebody like that in your uh, rotation. Are you kidding me? me? When Angelos takes a dollar blow out of his pocket, George Washington blinks from the light. 
And how are the Red Sox not going to re-sign Evaldi? I don't get that one at all. They're saying that there's other teams that are more engaged than the Red Sox to sign him. He gets injured all the time. That's why. But he's been the heart and soul that rotation for the last few years. The heart and soul that's out all the time. And it's not like the Red Sox are—they don't have any money. I know they have like seventy million dollars that they could still spend wait, under wait, the cap. They, they have the third. Wait, they have the thir- third highest ownership, ownership group, group in yeah. sports. They also own the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. And they did own Liverpool, which they yeah. sold. But crazy, yeah. right? And they're not. And they're going to let Evaldi walk. And he said he wants to be a Red Sox for life. So did Bogarts. They're going to lose Devers too. I don't. Bo- I don't think Bogarts. Lose, I don't Bogarts, think Bogarts, le- Bogarts leaving is the. Uh, equal, is it's that's the Would entrance given to Devers Bo- going Look away. Look at they gave Bogarts two hundred eighty million for eleven years. It didn't He's thirty need, years old. It didn't need to get to that point. Could they could have taken this? care of that last spring training. They could have done it for a lot less. Imagine this last eleven years. Don't you think, Mike? Now. Don't you think so? Absolutely, and and you know, like you said, Devers Devers is is going to head in that direction too. I mean, they're just making all these. And I'm not uh, Heimblum. I mean, come on, it's it just. Uh, He's running the team like it's Tampa that's you Bay guys North. Put, that's because you guys mispronounce its name. It's Chaim Bloom. I'm not saying that. That's all right. Going on the record. It's only, only, for Jewish on the boy, only for Jewish boys we say that. So. I'm not saying the chet. It's a chet. Anyway. <laughs> Basic Hebrew. It's there just you that they're, you're right, Mike. They're going to be a, a, a 95 loss team. I, I can't no see way. them. I can't see them winning many games this year. I mean, their, their best starting pitcher is going to be Garrett Whitlock who should be in the bullpen. I mean, what are you going to get out of Chris Sale? What's he going to pitch one game, and then his next start he's going to get hit in the pinky again? Then he's going to ride his bike to Subway and fall off his bike, break his wrist? I mean, you can't count on these guys. James Paxton, Big Maple, they're counting on him for innings. Big I mean, Maple. This team has nothing. They really don't. They keep signing guys with injury problems. I mean, it's the same thing they must be taking after Brian Cashman. And they're, and they're just poaching the Dodgers. You see Brian Cashman, the Yankees signed Tommy Canely back from the dead. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, they said the Red Sox were in on him. They've been in on everyone. Oh, they were in on him. Well, give me a break on in on him. What does that mean? I bet the Yankees give have me done a break. nothing. Yeah, the Yankees have done nothing. They signed Judge and Rizzo. What, that's the same damn team as last year? They've done nothing. Besides sign Judge. It's because you guys are a much better team than the Red Sox. You don't really have to do that much. Ah, that's not true. We still need a left fielder. We still You're a need, lot we still better than the Red Sox right now. Well, yeah, now. Oh, okay, probably, but we still. I don't have faith in Donaldson or IKF. We don't know who the shortstop's going to be. Hey, next Robbie, year. your buddy Brett Gardner's free agent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I miss Brett pounding on the dugout. That's what I miss with a bat, you know, or pounding on the dugout. And hey, Mike, do you, do you do you see the Red Sox signing a a uh, free agent pitcher, or no, maybe, I, maybe I, trading I, I, for one? I mean, anything like that. I. You know what they. They've missed. I, if they get Rodon, I don't. I don't know if they're really in the mix on that one either. But um, something like that would be shocking to me. Um, I mean, they might end up having to trade. I tell you what, look down toward Miami and see what they want to do with some of their stud pitchers if they're even interested in trading. Um, but no, I don't. I don't see them. I, I, by now, they would have done something. I think. But you know, who knows? They I mean, they're, the they're, they're already starting to talk about maybe trading Marcelo Meyer, which would be a huge mistake. I mean, who knows? I mean, his prospects are prospects, but you lost Bogarts. You know, it's it, now they're talking about the trade market, and High Moon goes, "Well, I can't um, not rule anything out." Really? Well, he you haven't know, ruled anything yet, apparently. Exactly, he hasn't done anything at all. So. I can just picture 11 years from now. It's the 2033 World Series featuring Trey, 41-year-old Trey Turner and 41-year-old Xander Bogart. Well, they, well, they did you offer know, in the, Bogart. In the National League Championship Series. They did offer Bogart 6-160, and 160, but you know what? It was way too late because the, he, Red Sox he, the, did. the loyalty was gone. Yes, the Red Sox did. 6-160. and 6-160. and 160. The, that, That's no good, though, right? Higher average annual well, we value more, than what We the need Padres more money and more money. Honey, we're running out of groceries this week. We need more money. I mean, what? Six, I, so 6 for $160 I can't million. Blame, I can't blame the guy for taking $120 million more. I mean, if, if you get offered that, why wouldn't you? Guess so. I mean, at that point, it's I, just like, I hey. Guess so. I'm either going to be rich or I'm going to be rich. The Padres, <laughs> the Padres are spending money like drunken sailors. I mean, it's like going out of style. What are they going to do next year when they have to sign Juan Soto? They're going to let him go too. Well, Tatis is going to get traded. Well, this is the rumor. Here's the rumor. Okay? Yankees. The rumor is that the the Yankees are interested in Tatis. I love yep. Tatis, but he's like it's like a firecracker with him. You know, is he going to do some more PEDs? Um, is he going to have problems with injuries? What is he going to do off the field? I mean, the guy's I don't know. He's a walking time bomb. I think he's a very talented player. He'd uh, be a perfect fit at Fenway. It, that's true. That's true. He'd be perfect. Right. Well, yeah. 
But for the same reasons Rob just mentioned, I'd be a little leery of getting him as well. Yeah, agreed. 80-game suspension last year. Isn't that ridiculous? And what, he what was his, his he injury? He ruined his whole career. He ruined yeah. his whole career. Yep. You know, absolutely. And the guy's super talented. He ruined his whole career now. So obviously, oh, obviously, and they, gave, they gave him what three hundred and forty yeah. million dollars, and that leads me to one thing: the Hall of Fame vote. We finally, the crime dog, finally gets in. He deserved yeah, to get well in. Well deserved. Okay, well deserved. So everybody else, everybody else didn't get in. <laughs> Clemens didn't get in again. Neither did Bonds. Neither these guys. Bunch these, of nonsense. These guys should be in. Come they should on, totally be in. Roger Clemens is probably the greatest pitcher I ever saw pitch in my life. I mean, it, it, he and Bonds just so arrogant. You know, that's the thing. Well, and how about Schilling? Schilling, uh, he's borderline for sure. Schilling's a clown off the field, but he won one of the best postseason resumes. Look, if you can put Ty Cobb in, you can put Schilling in, all right? If you put Ty Cobb in, you can put Schilling as far as their, the way that, what's the things that they say, okay? I mean, you know, it's not, look, it's not, it's, it's the Hall of Fame is about baseball. I mean, how about Albert Bell? Why? Okay, why is it Albert Bell in the Hall of Fame? Go look at his numbers; they're staggering. I just staggering. Have, I just have to say this real fast. My yeah. buddy Kevin Larkin, who's a a baseball historian, I know Kevin doesn't call Barrington, us anymore. He's not feeling that well at the moment, and okay. I just wanted to give him a shout out and wish him, uh, you know, better health. Yeah, and I also That's have all. to say, real he's quick, he's a big yeah. he's a big uh, you know historian, and he yeah. did a great thing with a plaque and with Stockbridge, where there was an original baseball field, and I just wanted to wish him good health. Yeah, good so, health. Also, I wanted to say some really sad news about about Mike Leach passing away, the coach of Mississippi State. I thought that was terrible. Mike Leach was great. Yeah, yeah, real great sense of humor and uh, yeah, fun guy. It's, it's, it was sad to hear he had a heart attack, and uh, so I heard this morning he had a little bit of a sketchered past at Texas Tech, but yeah. you know he, he ended up being a pretty good dude. Yeah, and that's definitely. that's sad. So sad, yeah. So. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so the Yankees, I don't know, man. I don't know where they're going because Donaldson's going to be back at third base again. $25 million for Donaldson. You know, do you know, realize that, that, that Aaron Hicks takes like 15% of the Yankee payroll? I mean, it's ridiculous. When you look at Aaron Hicks and Donaldson and then you get Stanton's contract, I mean, it's not that the Yankees don't spend money. The Yankees promise they don't know how to spend money. They don't know how to spend their money. Well, the Hicks contract, and, when they gave it to him, it looked good at the time because he was oh, coming off a pretty decent season. Oh, come on, it's too long. But it's now it, now it looks hitter. awful. He's a two twenty five lifetime hitter. He stinks. You know, he's useless now. He used to be a defensive center fielder and left fielder. Now he's just useless in the outfield, too. So to me, it's like, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know what they're going to do. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I guess uh, I'm excited for the Giants-Washington game on Sunday night, Michael. But we'll see. I don't know. The Giants right now, man, I'll tell you. The Giants need that win. I mean, they need every win they can get now. It was a disaster. I was embar- it was embarrassing. And, and you know what? Did you watch Dable's press con- conference at all? He was too calm for me. You know, he was like, oh, you know, we got to put this one behind us, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I would have been embarrassed to give up 48 points on your own turf. I mean, that was just embarrassing. I'm sorry. They're four-and-a-half-point dogs, too. I know, and they've been, and they're always like underdogs at home. It's you know, they're like the Rodney Dangerfield of football. And I obviously I would give uh, you know Washington the edge anyway. Washington's been playing better football, and the nerve of Washington to have a bye week in the fourteenth week—that's just ridiculous. Where the hell did that come from? You know, a few, there was a few. You, teams act, they, you act like they did that. They didn't schedule that to be their bye. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's give them a week off and rest before they play the Giants. After they play the Giants, okay, thanks guys. You know, crazy. Anyway, Bubs, yeah, man, uh, so uh, should be a fun week of free agency yeah. signing. Dansby Swanson is still out there. You think the Braves are going to still uh, resign him or what? He's going to the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, they need somebody. And, uh, oh, yeah, Bellinger got a one-year contract from the Cubs. How about, wait, I got to talk about this one. How about this one? Taiwan Walker to the Cubs for $72 million for four years. And then the other one was Jamison Tyon to the Cubs for $68 million for four years. Jamison Tyon is like you know, a reclamation project. A career almost Tyon's close like to four, four ERA. Tyon's like a – and Walker's like a fourth starter. I mean, it's just – like, look, I don't, mind the, I don't mind the stars getting the big bucks, okay? I have no problem with that. But you give these mediocre pitchers these ridiculous contracts, it just blows my mind. It really does. I, I consider Tyon Walker to be a little underrated. He's, it's like a fourth starter, third, fourth yeah, starter. He's always been in the mid threes. He's been uh, a solid uh, guy. He's been hurt a lot, but is though, he, okay. is the problem. Is he, is he worth $72 million for four years? Who isn't now? 
No, it's, that's it's, the money that Jameson they're throwing. Tyon, that's the money that million? they're throwing around in Major League Yankees, Baseball. You think the Yankees would be, would be dumb enough to sign Tyon for four years for sixty-eight million dollars? The Cubs, what are the Cubs? And the Cubs actually, you know, if Bellinger can come back and be the player he was a couple of years ago, they signed him for one year for seventeen. Seventeen mil. and a half. Yeah. yeah so yeah. and and the problem is he's like last year he's like one ninety-five. Like what? Ha- what has happened to this guy? Injuries. Injuries. It's a shame. His dad played for the Yankees. I remember when three he, years ago though he was yeah. the MVP. Yeah, I know the guy's tremendous. And he, these last two years, I'm like. I'm watching Dodger games. You know, my buddy Timmy, uh, you know, never uh, calls the games in uh, in, uh, in in L.A. and and watching the game. And he's I'm got going, that sweet left-handed swing. Five, he's hitting. Like, what's yeah. going on here? Yep. So uh, he's got that sweet left-handed swing. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Mike. Thanks, brother. Well, good show, guys. Thanks, man. Cool. Uh, Thank enjoy you, sir. Enjoy the football this weekend, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Yes, Be well. Take care. All right. That's my buddy Mike down in Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, 1041 right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. Berkshire Sports now with Cronin and Zook. We'll take this time out if we care to. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll take the time out. It's more Ozzy Osbourne. I'm kidding. Uh, we'll be back right after a few messages, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about the NFL, getting some hoops. Uh, the Knicks, well, four in a row. The Rangers, four in a row. The Celtics keep winning, although they got blasted last night got by the Clippers. Blasted last yeah, night. Well, hey, come on. They're entitled to one loss. So, anyway, we'll be back right after this. No more tears. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down. Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Berkshire County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Hi, my name is Bill Sturgeon. I am the host of WTBR's Morning Drive. We air every weekday morning, 7.30 to 8.30. The goal of my program is to inform, educate, and have a few chuckles along the way. We have wonderful guests, political, arts, actors, musicians, teachers. I look forward for you to listen in or watch us on PCTV. Thank you. WTBR. Hey, this is my uh, uh, my radio show here. My name is Walt, and I'm joined by my good buddy Rob here. We got to, we got robbed <laughs> by seven minutes, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got a few more minutes left here. Blame Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. No more tears here. No more tears. No more tears. Ozzy. Yeah. Blame Ozzy. There you go. Uh, four one three four four five five nine four three. Yeah, somebody's trying to call. Somebody's call. All right, it's probably Rob. Possibly he said he might call. All right, you're on with Cronin and Zuck. Good morning. You're on WTBR Sports Talk. What's going on? Robbie, Robbie, what's happening? Hey, buddy? Ralphie, what's, happening, what's going on, brother? Hey, Ralph, how you doing, brother? What's happening, man? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. How's my How's my sound today? Not better bad. than better than usual. <laughs> okay, Much better great. than usual. I have my I have my wife's expensive phone. Maybe maybe. Ah, there great. you go. What does she have, like the iPhone 72 or something? With a hotshot phone, you know? Yeah, yeah, no problem. So, uh. You talked about Albert Albert Bell. Yeah. You mentioned it in passing, Rob. Yep. You know, here's a a guy who dominated baseball for 10 years, if not more. Absolutely. I mean, he was the most feared hitter in the sport, but a real ass, right? I can say ass on the radio. Of course. And as far as what he he did, uh, Sean, Robbie. You know, you got to reward this guy. 
no matter how bad a guy he was. He's really not that bad a guy, though. He, otherwise, the whole thing has no legitimacy. If you if you keep a guy like Bell out, you, you put uh, McGriff, who, who deserves it, all well and good, but you got a better player who ha- can't sniff the Hall of Fame. He's not even uh, in the voting anymore, I don't think. Well, I think, about, I think about McGriff. I think about all the home runs he could hit into the right field stands for the Yankees when he was traded for Dale, Mur- Dale Murray. <laughs> Way back. That was another one of the great Yankee trades in Yankee history, by the way. So. Hey, hey, Ralph, let me ask you a question. Do you remember the yeah. time that Albert Bell was out to bat? He got hit by a pitch. The home plate umpire said, go to first base. He went, nope. He he no, ref- he refused, and then he hit a home run. He was just, he goes, no way. Here's the thing. When, when you got you to gotta vote game breakers into the hall. The guy that can get up and wreck a game. Absolutely. The real, uh, the real heavy-duty Hall of Famers in the first place. You know, these, these guys like Biggio and these guys that are in there that should never even sit the Hall of Fame. Piazza. You know, that, that really delegitimizes oh, the, the whole thing. damn thing. It really does. Well, Biggio had 3,000 hits, so that's why I stuck him in there. I mean, no, it's a I mean, number. You know, if you, you know, if you accumulate this kind of record, you know, there's something to be said about that. But when Biggio took, took to the plate, did you, were you afraid? Were pitchers afraid to pitch to him? I don't think so. But he still put up cumulative stats over 3,000 hits. So you got to take that into account. I just picked him out of the blue because if you have an Albert Bell on your team, uh, you know, or a Greg Biggio, and you had to choose. Right, it's Albert Bell. It's Albert Bell, obviously. He's, I mean, the guy's, you know, he's going to tear it up. I mean, but the, the idea that he's not a Hall of Fame is just ridiculous. Look, I looked at his numbers the other day. They're just staggering. He needs Absolutely to be in He deserves staggering. to be in the Hall. He had for 50 no doubt. home runs. He had, what, 130 RBIs every year? I mean, the guy's just the absolutely staggering numbers. I, I went to a Red Sox White Sox game at Fenway Park, and Albert Bell came up, and he blasted a home run over the Green Monster that you, you couldn't even see it. I mean, that ball disappeared so fast. He was just so. Powerful. He was such a great ball player, and the fact that he's not in there is just—it's—it's it's ridiculous. So I wish I had the rewind. He's not yeah. even talked about anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah. I wish I had a rewind of a couple of months if ago. You talk about Clemens. You talk about Bonds. You yeah. talk about syringes. You know, you can't really put these guys in because it's tainted. I, I don't want Barry Bonds home record. But they were Hall of Famers. They were Hall of Famers before. What, they what did do we make of? What do we make of? What do we make of Frank they, Thomas? They destroyed, they destroyed the credibility by I know, doing drugs. I know, I know, I understand. What about Frank Thomas? What He's about in. David Ortiz? I mean, like, those guys are in, but there's still question marks around those guys. I mean, Frank Thomas, there's no question marks, but Albert Pujols is going to get in. I mean, the guy hit 700-plus home runs. Like, the steroid thing needs to go away because the Hall of Fame is a museum. And if you don't educate the younger people on the history of the sport, the players, it's, it's a farce. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, Rose with no no question. But how, how about a how about a syringe? Uh, you just put a syringe area, the big syringe in the Hall of Fame, and you put all these guys' names right under that big syringe, and people know what they're doing, what they're getting. I'll tell you what. I'll compromise this syringe for an asterisk. How's that? <laughs> okay, we could do that. We could do that. You know, Roger, Ma- Roger, Ma- Roger Maris. Hey guys, Roger Maris. It's 61 home runs, about 150 pounds soaking wet. This other guy hit 62 at about uh, 270 pounds. What, which is the biggest? Which is the biggest feat? You tell me. The Roger Maris one, of course. There were less games back when Maris hit those 61 home runs, too, right? No, no, same same amount of games. You it was 162 back then. It was 162. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I stand correct on that. Okay. Yeah, now, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth was 154. Right, but right, I wish they'd go right. back to 154 now because the, the season's too long. You're playing into November now when you have to like you have a snowmobile go across the, the mound instead of you know, <laughs> you know it's ridiculous. They, they, baseball needs about 140 games. I'm telling you, it's about it. This series, this this this, this uh, especially with this stupid format. Going almost into November is really dumb. Especially it's, this idiot format they have now with all these teams getting in. How about the playoff situation now that everybody gets in? Everybody gets in except for the Red Sox. <laughs> Well, the, the Red Sox are like the um, you know the people uh, looking into the window at the bakery and they're on a diet. That's that's the Red Sox right now because, because you, you got yeah. hey Sean, you got you got a guy right there. Listen, all those bagels in Brookline now. There the, you go. The Mets, are, the Mets are breaking the bank on every every move and they still can't get anywhere. But uh, the Red Sox are cheapskates. How'd you like? Well, it's like Robbie and I talked about, you know, when we started the show. It's like they have the third uh, richest ownership group. 
and they're spending money like we would spend at McDonald's, basically. <laughs> it's like, you know, they're just going, screw this. We don't want to spend any money on anybody. We're going to let our, our heart and soul of our team, who's been with us in the organization since he was 16, we're just going to let him go, go to the Padres, 280 mil. Devers is going to be gone. They they're not spending any money. All right, so so listen, this. so so t- uh, so what's Cindy cooking up for us? Because we we wonder what he bet about Judge resigning with the Yankees. I'm joking. I'm just joking. I'm joking. No, Cindy. No, you got to get here by tonight. If you leave now, okay. You can make it. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, Cindy. Hey, Cindy. driving the car. She's chauffeuring me around. Very nice. There you we, go. We have, you know, why, why drive when I have a driver here? So what's going on we, with the movie? Have- yeah, go ahead. What's that? What's going well, on with the movie thing? The movie Brooklyn thing. Okay. I'm going to have a Brooklyn accent pretty soon <laughs> when I call you. We're going to move to Brooklyn. Just like all the guys on the fan. How you doing? It's Howie from the Bronx. Yeah, there you go, right? Probably hey, from Brooklyn. Hey, Sean. Hey, Robbie. How you doing? <laughs> you just have to do a little Russo. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm going to fulfill my Italian roots. There you go. Exactly. chain and talk with a bad accent. And that'll be Hey, Ralphie, I tell you what, if you if you... If you have the pull to get me and Robbie into Rayo's Italian restaurant, then uh, I will forgive you forever for your Italian accent, if you can pull that hey, one hey, off. Hey, Sean, my last name ends in a vowel, man. I can get into any restaurant I want to <laughs> I'll take hey, you up so on it, Hey, so did Bill man. White's, but nobody's, nobody's telling, asking him, <laughs> right? Remember, remember Vizzuto used to say White's. Yeah. If Romeo can't get into an Italian restaurant, what's this world coming to? Yeah, but you do yourself a favor. Don't walk in there with a violin or a guitar case, okay? And a bottle of red, yeah, bottle of white. I want to leave, leave you with one, besides Albert Bell. Yeah. I, I'm going to get off when I ask this question. I want to hear your response on the radio. Okay. What, what, what guy is getting the shaft that should be there, a pitcher or an everyday player, that should be there that's not? Kurt Schilling. David Cohn. Kurt Schilling. All right, you can argue that one. I'll see you soon, guys. Thank you. All right, brother. Thanks. All right, take God care, Ralph. Thanks, thanks, thanks for calling, man. You got it, man. All right, so that's the question. What's the question? All right, so, okay, Mike Mussina is in the Hall of Fame, which I b- believe he shouldn't be. I don't think he was as good. I think David Cohn was better. Mike Mussina pitched his whole career in the in the uh, American League East, and he put up pretty darn good numbers for that era. One twenty game winner. That was his last year. That was it. That's the only time he won 20 games. Ralph talked about, like, who do you fear coming up to the plate? Well, whenever Mike Messina pitched against the Red Sox, he killed yeah. him. Dominated him. Wow, we're getting phone calls. There you go. Hey. It's probably Rob. Good morning. You're on Cronin Zook on WTBR Sports Talk and Berkshire Sports Now. What's going on? Hello, you're on Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin Zook. Good morning. And it's, Rob, it's Robbie from Lake Success. Hey, Check what's in, going boys. on? How you doing, brother? How you doing? What's going hey. on? Sean? Robbie, you just missed Ralphie boy. The two best hosts that really belong on big time sports because I tell you something, I can't listen anymore to talk show radio. The imbeciles that talk, they're all blah 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 blah. We're next. We're next for the imbecile to war. They all listen to all the hosts and they all don't want to miss out because they're losers. Not you guys, though. Okay, let's get right to Thank it, Thank you for that. Your show's been talking about today. Good sentence, We're going to go right into place. football. By the way, yeah. Sean, your Patriots, goddamn, man. I am thrilled for them because that puts the Jets one notch behind. Rob, they hates, Rob hates the Jets, by the way. Yo, you, you're a Jet hater. Okay, I'll oh take that. God. Love it. Jet hater? <laughs> I, let me tell you something. For a guy who lives I on the Long the Island, right? He hates oh, this is, this, is a, this, is, this phone call made my day right here. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they, they are my most hated sports franchise in my life. All right. Why is I that? Why is to, that? I don't want them to lose. I want them to lose forever and ever. <laughs> and I want pain, so much pain for that organization because all the Jet fans are so jealous of us Giants fans. I have no. Is this a no Leon Hess thing or something? That. No promise. Now, by the way, I want to get. So, by the way, I look at you. Got a really rough schedule, and the Jets. That was a big game last night. Um, I think you're going to have a tough time, but it's not about the patch. It's about having the Jets sink farther into misery and, <laughs> uh, and get eliminated. Let them win 11 games to get eliminated. But then that's not going to happen. Um, here's my thought on the Giants. Going to have to switch over. Robbie, and we've talked about this, and Sean, if you want to even chime in here. Oh, sure. Go ahead. I've, I've chimed season, enough. Go ahead. Speak. The whole season, this Philly game meant nothing. They showed me how bad they really are, the Giants, and how good Philly is. And I brought up on FAN that, oh, 
you know, the game means nothing because it's all about this game coming up. If the Giants would have won this game and lost this week, it, it's, it, it means nothing. They would still be out. Right, right. So he, he, by them losing and winning this week, which they have to win anyway, that's the whole thing. If the Giants win this week, we know the math. They got the control. Then they just got to beat the Colts. Right now, Seattle's on, spinning out of control. It's the it's really imagine it wasn't the Panthers. I couldn't believe and, it. And it's really it's really the Lions. Now, if the Giants lose this week, they're in deep crap. They're in deep deep because then they they have no tiebreakers. They got nothing. Hey, but Robbie, I got I got this week. I got to bring up something to you real fast, okay? Just to just okay. to know how crazy the NFL is. If the the Tampa Bay Bucks lose to Pittsburgh or not to Pittsburgh. If they lose to Cincinnati and the Panthers beat the Steelers, the Panthers are going to be in first place in the NFC, <laughs> right. in the well, NFC well, South. How crazy is now. that? That's how <laughs> stupid the NFL is this year. <laughs> now we're going to get into I know we're up against it, but I, just for another talk, the NFL is a bad, bad, it bad, is, It's bad. been an awful It's been yeah. terrible, it's terrible this year. It's awful. It, it really is. It, 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 and yet people Specifically the, the quarterback play is terrible. It is a horrible Horrible, horrible. The announcers stink. I don't like I, 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 <laughs> I, I hate mean, them, too. Everything about this sport is bad. As Troy Aikman made me sick last garbage. night. But getting back to the Giants, here's my thought, and, and I think I'll wrap it up this way. I hear imbecile hosts saying, well, I'd rather get the draft picks. What's the big deal about going one and done? You fool. You fool! <laughs> it's about winning because I don't care if they get eliminated. 1985, the Giants got to the Bears champ. They played the Bears and they, they lost 14 nothing. But you want to know what, what happened in 86? They won the Super Bowl. It's about the experience going into a playoff setting, going into a game that really is an elimination game, getting experience. And you know what? What happened in – I'm not saying this is the same type of team, but in 2011, what happened in 2011? 7-7, I'm going in, I'm sitting watching the Jets yelling, goodbye, Revis, goodbye, Revis. <laughs> Taking off my headphones. Revis. I can't listen to this. And Cruz runs 99 yards, and the Giants won six in a row – Beating your Patriots and with Super Bowl champs. I'm sorry, I had my headphones off. I don't want to hear that again, okay? <laughs> no, you don't want to hear that. But, but my point being <laughs> that you get to the playoffs. What was that? I'm sorry. I, I don't speak playoffs? English. What'd you say? Playoffs? playoffs? <laughs> you kidding me? Who's okay, trying to win the game? The idea is you want to get as much positive experience. It's not about watching a team. Oh, because you know, no, in 10 years, they might never get back there again. Look it, what's happened since the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this okay. question, though. Is it positive that last year uh, the Patriots got to the playoffs and they got blown out by 30 points? And now Absolutely. Mac Jones has Absolutely. regressed awfully Absolutely. this year? Really? Absolutely. They've because scored no seven touchdowns in the last five games. Right it's now, hell of an I, offense. I watched the game. Great I, offense. I, I get it. it got a little dicey. You got a good quarterback. I think he's he, he's manageable. Well, he's I think awful. He's going to be better. No, he's no, terrible. You oh, you don't like him? I'd rather have like Daniel him. Jones than Mac Jones, honestly. <laughs> and I talk all the time about how bad I think Daniel Jones is. Mac Jones garbage. Well, right now you got no other choice. If you, you, they they had him available and they took him. Um, but they I, had I, to. I, Robert Kraft made that happen. They had to. They had to. But my my feeling with the Giants is you, you're going to have to keep Jones because they're not going to. I can't be believe I have to wrap it up. And. And we're going to franchise Barkley, maybe. May, I don't even feel like that, that might not be worth it. Hey, Rob, thank but, you for calling. We unfortunately have to wrap this up. Our but, time is over. We're going to pick this up next week, boys. Have a great week. You too, buddy. Thanks, man. Let's go Patriots, even though they are awful. I can't believe we're, almost, we're done. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week right here on Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin and Zup. All right, stay and tuned this afternoon for great Music all day and Beatles forever at 4 o'clock. We'll see you. Thanks, everybody. And if you have ADD, you love our attention deficit disorder show here, our abbreviated.